This is Authors in Focus. Hi, I'm James Reed, fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic 12-book fantasy series, Shadow of the Dragon, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by Ron L. Lahar to talk about his game show, Indie Mayhem. How are you doing today, Ron? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's show day, so it's very busy. Yeah, we are doing a very special Authors in Focus podcast today, but we're not actually talking about books, but about um, an indie author game show called Indie Mayhem, created by Ron here. So I do like to start out my podcast with a little dumb question. So what time of day is your favorite time of day to write, Ron, so we can get a little bit of author stuff in here? Oh, that's a toughie. I have two. Okay. If If nobody is home... I prefer the morning, like right after I wake up. Um, but if people are home, then after they've gone to bed, I don't like any any interruptions. And my mom has Alzheimer's. My There's just a lot going on in my house. It is hard to write if they're up because, I, you know, it's just a lot of interruptions. I get that. That's why I used to wake up super early. So I could write before my roommate woke up. Yes, I, I will admit, I don't have it as bad as my friend who has five kids. They That guy, I don't know how he writes more than a book a month. He writes children's books. I know, I have an author friend that uh, she hosts a monthly D&D game. And all you hear in the background is her kids and her husband. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you, you have any like, time to write? She lives in like a small apartment with, I think, three kids and a husband. So she's always like, you write so much. I'm like, I'm, I'm single. My roommate I, is barely home. So there's really no, and I have my own office. So it doesn't matter. I gave anymore. up writing until my kids moved out, you know, and I was just too busy hauling yeah. them around doing stuff. So yeah, I, I started, uh, again once they were gone. All right. So you created a game show called Indie Mayhem, so it's for authors to compete against other authors. Why don't you sort of tell uh, our audience about it, what's it like, why is it fun to watch, all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, So, you know, like most indie authors, I was going around doing, you know, podcasts and and interview shows, and uh, one of the ones that I did was This Week in Indies on the Go Indie Now Network, and it was during the... uh, the worst part of the COVID pandemic. I mean, things were closed and, you know, I was kind of stuck at home and then yeah. seeing my mom degenerate. It was, I was actually flirting with depression because <laughs> I, I mean, I had kind of cabin fever. And then anyway, being on these shows was a real lifesaver for me, um, mental health wise and attitude wise. And I met all these great people and, and started making, you know, new friends. And, um, so I was on a lot of, a lot of the Go Indie Now network shows. And then other people who were on that were also frequent guests started doing shows. And I was like, shit, I want to do a show, <laughs> but I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, like, how would it be any different? 
So I was like, well, I could do an, an interview show, and the way it would be different is there would just be weird questions that I thought were funny. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought it sounded like a game show. So I asked if I could do a game show, and Joe Compton, the the, the founder of Going In Now, was like, yes, that'd be great. And he gave us complete freedom on the show. So uh, it has been a blast. We've filmed eight, and tonight is the premiere of the sixth. So we're trying to work ahead and... I mean, you know, there's a lot of editing. We we record 30 or 45 to 60 minutes and then cut it down to a half an hour. And there's commercials in it. Um, we have sponsors. And uh, so we've gotten a lot better about the questions that we ask. Um, because if we ask somebody a question and they just give a straight not, I mean, it's supposed to be funny. So if they give a straight answer then it's kind of a momentum killer. And we can edit those out, but we would prefer not to have to edit all these, you know, bad questions that we asked out. So we've gotten a lot better um, at, at asking the right questions. And then just the comfort. I'm sure, you know, when you started doing this, you know, and it was new, you were nervous. And and then with the, the video part, there's kind of a lot of stuff to do, making people bigger on the screen and and remembering to do all the things we're supposed to do. And so it's just become more relaxed and yeah. and fun. I mean, the first episode was great, um, but I think this this one today is the best so far. Very happy with it. Awesome. <clears throat> and this will be up by the time this podcast up, which probably won't be for uh, maybe next week. I don't know. Ah. Then yes, we we actually do a show uh, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on YouTube. You could just search for Indie Mayhem, I N D I E Mayhem, and then afterwards we have the after show, talking Indie Mayhem, because I thought it was very funny to have an after show for a show that's brand new and nobody watched. Um, and so we have a different host, and she asks, she has the losers on and the winner. And they give me and the other host a lot of shit. They give us a lot of crap. And then we come on and talk about the show. And so I not only have to watch the one show, the filmed show at five Pacific time, but I have to uh, and make comments and stuff, you know, engage people. But then afterwards, there's the live show that we produce. So it's Tuesdays are ridiculous for me and fun, but exhausting. I bet. And so what day did I pick for our interview but a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay before it starts. Once it starts, and, I, and earlier I was doing promoting stuff, you know, trying to get people to watch it, um, yeah. which is, I mean, I'm just sure. like every other part of writing, the promoting is the worst, hardest part. I'm so um, god-awful at that. <laughs> it's, it's so unfair. I mean, I, I like to uh, review indie books on my website, um, when I have time, which hasn't been a lot since I started the game show. But there were a couple books I found, and they were so great that I'm like, this should be a bestseller. You know, in a, in a just world, this would be a bestseller. And they sold like a dozen copies because the person isn't very good at, at marketing and promoting and just uncomfortable with putting themselves out there. And I, I hate that. That's the worst. I have, I have definitely read indie books that are better than – some published books. 
that I have read that were god-awful. Oh, my gosh, yes. I was a consultant in my work life, and I flew all over North America, and so I was constantly buying books at the airport before I started using my Kindle, and they're just junk. I mean, so much junk, but I had to read something on the plane. I don't know. I haven't wa- well, I haven't walked into a bookstore in probably like well three years at least. I don't know. I haven't been in since definitely lockdowns started. Yeah, me me either. Now that you but I feel like it had been longer. It had been like I hadn't been in a bookstore even before that. Yeah, I haven't like just browsed and saw what they had. So I just don't have time to read anything. So yeah, but no, I did. I found I think the one time I ever bought a book at an airport bookstore, it was actually <laughs> became one of my favorite books and one of my favorite authors. So I was glad I found that random book at the SeaTac uh, borders, which of course doesn't exist because there is no borders. It went out of well, business. I had, like 10 I years had ago. my oh yeah, but I had my best luck with books by comedians like Tina Fey's Bossy Pants and Amy Poehler's, you know, and those were okay. I think I even bought a book about or an autobiography about there by Steve Martin, and it was really good. But the novels that I bought, because the kind of stuff they have there. Yeah, this was this was weirdly good. like almost a full borders. Like it had oh wow genre. Like because I found a I found it like it's published by not it's not published by one of the any of the big American publishers. It's like a a Canadian publisher had published this book. Um, I think I, I think they got it into one of the big ones. But it's like it's it's not like a bestseller. You'd never see it on bestseller list. Uh, he's got a really big fan base, but like, yeah, it's, it was definitely like really genre fantasy that I found. Well, I, so, I, maybe I remember that old borders. Um, cause I live in Spokane, north okay. of Spokane. So I, you can't fly out of Spokane except by going to some other city to get where you want to go. You know, there's always a connection. So most of the time, uh, it was Seattle or Portland cause I did Alaska airlines and, in most airports, it was just that, you know, like convenience yeah. store, two shelves yeah. of best best sellers. And I'm making the quote marks, you know. And they have, they yeah, you'll, you'll get, you'll see the Stephen King, the John Grisham, the Dean Koontz, and then some other random bestsellers, right? Lee Childs and, and who's Lee the other one? Shit, what is the other one? Tom Clancy. You probably would have seen Tom Clancy back 10, 12 yes, years ago. Yes, of course. I love those. Those were great. Not the ones with Tom Clancy and somebody. Those are all garbage. Yeah, those are those are just Tom Clancy was still alive. Uh, he, I don't know. I think he had some mental degeneration there in his final years, and sadly, before he passed on. I'm already feeling it, so I get it. But uh, he, there was one that they they made the movie Sahara from his stuff, and I okay. think and he he this all of his books had an amazingly strong and handsome. And, you know, smart and knowledgeable guy. And he he like worked for the underwater exploration, you know, thing. I don't okay. know. It was weird shit. And they were really formulaic and really bad. And <laughs> I think I read like half of them because that was what they would have for sale. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I finished, I didn't even remember it. That's how bad they were. Yeah. No, I don't know. I read one that I don't even remember what it was about. I think it somehow got into like immortality geneticism but it had like night templars in modern day who were going around doing stuff and they were using like they were killing people in really sadistic ways it tied into like this uh 17th century hell's club hell club that a lot of like 
British nobility were into. It was sort of like, um, that was like libertine stuff, you know, like Marquis oh. de Sade, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's a real thing. Like it's, um, I think it's, it's in Dublin, but I don't remember, but it was called like Hell House or something. It was like, yeah, cause they really got into that whole, like, you know, we're going to just do crazy sex stuff behind closed doors back in the sort of Victorian times. Yeah. Yeah. They had a, had all sorts of stuff. I found like, uh, there are like places in London where like you would just pay women to spank you. That was something they were doing back in like, the 17 and 1800s, like rich noblemen. So that is having dominatrix is not a new thing. Apparently it's been around a while, but um, yeah, but it got into all that. And then, and then um, it introduced me to the blood Eagle. Cause apparently the, the villain was just a sadist and was just like torturing people like the way the, the messed up way Vikings did. I mean, if you know what the blood Eagle is, that's, gruesome. I don't, that's where you take someone, you crack open the back ribs, and then you flip out their lungs over their shoulders like wings. Hence the blood eagle. Wow. Yeah, and Arsh, you're, uh, you're alive through that entire process. Yikes. That's hard to yeah. believe. Well, we don't do any of that on the- No. Don't torture. We don't, we're kind of. No, there's no Norse around. The Norse were pretty brutal people. I saw. I mean, I, saw, I am Scandinavian in background. But, that's but not yeah. violent skin. Right. I'm talking. I'm talking 10th century Norse here. Yeah. I saw a medieval historian like reacting to a, a movie about Vikings and like, would a Viking really like cut off like the queen's head and taunt her husband with it right before battle? He's like, there's no atrocity I wouldn't put past a Viking in the 10th century. Yeah. He was like, no, if they do that, no, they. That's just what they did. They were. They were hardcore. So were the Saxons before they got Christianized. So like sixth century England, you know, fifth century, that was not a good time to be, you know, not a Saxon when they came over because they were just like the Norse, right? They had the same culture, but then they got Christianized. And so they got all civilized. And then the Norse got all civilized. They got Christianized too. And they got all civilized. Lucky for us. Lucky for us. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's life. Anyway, so how, uh, if an author wants to participate, how do they go about like, contacting you to do that for your indie mayhem show where nothing gruesome well, happens. Well, I wouldn't say nothing. Uh, <laughs> mildly gruesome. Mildly uh, gruesome. But uh, the best way is to email me, although I like to make the groups of contestants for each episode a, a little Facebook messenger group. So I make everybody become my Facebook friend <laughs> if they're on the show. Um, but despite my desperate need for Facebook friends, emailing me is the best way. And I just make a list. Well, let's see. It's a competition. So there are three rounds. Uh, there's nine episodes uh, in the first round, and that produces nine winners. And then we have the second round is three games. Uh, and then I guess the semifinals. And then the finals is uh, just the three champions of semifinals. And, then we have a couple of extra episodes in there, um, fun extra episodes to extend the season. So we're already done. We filmed uh, eight of the first round shows, and we decided our ninth one is going to be uh, called the Second Chance Show. So we're going to bring our favorite contestants from the first eight shows that didn't win, but who were a lot of fun on the show back Um so our next season will start filming in July. So between now and then, anybody should, you know, let me know. And everybody gets a chance to promote their book. Um, although it isn't, the goal is that it will be indie creators of all types, like filmmakers, music people, whatever. But so far, since I'm an indie author, 
all the contestants have been indie authors. But we're hoping we get one season in the can and we can kind of take it out and let people look at it and see if they think they'd be a good fit. Because you have to be funny, I guess, and there's a little bit of almost improv, like um, we'll say we're writing a book about X and, you know, what are some chapter titles that should be in there? And, you know, or we're going to do this project. What should we title it? So they, you know, they have to be able to make some jokes on the fly and not everybody is good at that, which you can see in the episodes. We've had a few people who just didn't. I got to. Yeah, they they didn't That's, fit. So I really try and make people watch, you know, please watch an episode to see what it's like before you put, want to be on the show. I know. I put a joke, short story title in my group, and I don't think anyone got the joke. Oh, I don't no. think anyone, I don't think, I think it was a too obscure subject matter that they didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, that well. sounds like, yeah, me with my wife. She does not get my jokes um, or just gets them and thinks they're not funny. I'm not sure. But, you know, I go anywhere else and they're like, oh, you're so funny. And then I go home and she's like, yeah, go go clean the cat litter box. Fair enough. But, so, but there's. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was going to say. I was just going to random. I was just going to babble. So now I don't know what to say. All right. So uh, we got an episode coming up. We got more in the can. So it looks like there's a lot of uh, fun stuff to, uh, to get caught up on if you've never heard of Indie Mayhem. Um, the uh, links to the playlist will be in the description, so go check it out, see what it is. I know um, Joe Compton's Indie Go Network, or Go Indie Network, Go Indie Network. Uh, it's always fun. I've been on a couple of his shows. So, yeah, it's always always a good time. So check it out. Uh, thank you for uh, showing up uh, and talking about it with me, Ron. It was really My great pleasure. to learn about it. Yeah, so I hope you have yourself a, a good day. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This has been Authors in Focus. You can find my fantasy novels on Amazon. Follow news of my writing at my blog, jmd-read.com. And follow me on Twitter, at jmdread. You can also join my reader group on Facebook, Fantastical Worlds of the Imagination. You can find more episodes of the podcast at fantasy-focus.com and wherever your favorite podcast is hosted.